Hi, thanks for joining us. I'm Nisha Patel, and you're listening to Transported, real industry news, real industry innovation. We hope you had a chance to listen to our trailer and meet the Fab Five of Logisticus Group. He'll be talking about all things entrepreneurship, supply chain, logistics, and technology twice a month. Today, we'll be focusing on the beginning of Logisticus Group, a company headquartered in Greenville, South Carolina, with a satellite office in Charleston. Eight years ago, they saw a need in the logistics industry and felt they could take this challenge head on. In the studio with me, I have founders Vikash Patel and Will Steven. And in Charleston, we have founders Mahir Patel and Philip Mitchum, as well as business development director Brian Evans. Hi, guys. How's it going? Hey, Good. doing great. Doing awesome. Hey, great. Thank you all for joining me today. So let's kind of just jump right in and talk about Logisticus Group why the company was born, why you felt there was kind of a need, and how it, how it kind of started. Yeah, I think, um, you know, each of us had a, had a unique perspective in our, in our prior roles. We got to see a lot um, what was going on across the industry, and I think each of us uh, saw some opportunities. Um, number one, I think a lot of the players in our industry were, were well-established and probably a bit older and experienced. Um, I think we saw maybe some technology and innovation opportunities along with, you know, just a, a new way of thinking. And we felt there was a, a pretty good opportunity to, to bring that. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we specialize in global projects, logistics. And so for our customers, primarily in the energy industry, you know, we were doing everything from moving extremely large cargo, 150,000 pounds to 2 million plus pounds from manufacturer's door to the power plant, um, as well as providing engineering services through Mahir's offerings, as well as you know staffing and, and, and quite a bit of technology and GPS, stuff, stuff like that. Okay, yeah, so think, talk to uh, me about, go ahead, Philip. I think to these guys' point, you know, we, we were, were being exposed to, to very complex and very high value projects and, 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 and managing those projects and a lot of the tools that were being used in the industry at the time were Microsoft Excel, you know, and, and some very basic, uh, you know, basic technology that was being incorporated to try and manage a lot of these high profile jobs. And with the, you know, the, the progress into technology and being able to develop systems, um, we, we felt the need strongly that there was an application for being able to to set that in motion and really make impact and make change in, in how projects were managed. Yeah, you know, you got companies like FedEx and UPS that move stuff for Amazon and they do it extremely well and it's, it's high repetition, high volume. You know, what we really specialize in moving is very unique projects that happen once that have extremely <clears throat> high barriers to entry in terms of permitting, the speed at which you can move the specialized equipment, and so really taking a, a, te a technically a technical and technology focused approach to actually moving it and moving this cargo has kind of been where we feel like our, our strength is. Yeah, and looking at what the what the data says too, right? I mean, we had we had a perspective to see a lot of information across a very large supply chain, and from our perspective, data was not being incorporated enough. Um, for what was happening real time live on those projects, so that was definitely part of part of the opportunity we saw too. 
Okay, so, you know, Vikash, I think you mentioned, um, you know, you kind of take those projects that are the bigger projects that, you know, maybe the one-off. How was how that kind of sustainable for the entirety of the company? Um, you know, you know, being a company that's, uh, that's looking at project by project, that's a lot like being a general contractor for a house. You know, you, you're, you're moving from one house to the next house. Maybe you got multiple houses, but there are ebbs and flows in demand. And so we're, we're working through with Brian does a really good job constantly filling the pipeline. But, you know, we are a company that doesn't do the same thing every day. It's a constant churn. It's a constant change our direction on a daily, doing different things from Monday to Friday. So is that, I guess, is that what makes it exciting to come into work every day is the fact that you're not doing this monotony of projects, but, you know, you, are, you Logisticus Group is trying to find solutions for the customers that maybe other companies can't find for them? I'd say that's, uh, that's a fair statement. You know, we get to see the fruits of our labor fairly often. I mean, we're starting projects where we may have the award in six months in advance, plan for five months, and execute within two to three weeks. And, and, and all that time that we spent planning comes to fruition and all comes together in that short period of time. I think Mahir could probably speak a little bit more to the whole planning side of it and, and, and really how long that takes and, and how quickly it all comes together when it's time to execute. Yeah, I think Misha, you hit the nail on the head with, with the uh, monotony of it, right? No two projects will be the same ever. Uh, and I think that's what uh, gives our employees and, and us the, the, you know, the fun side of what we do, right? Um, I think every project has unique challenges. Uh, we love uncovering ways to, to get around those challenges or to overcome them. And I think that's what uh, you know, puts us out uh, in front of our competition. We're just better at thinking outside the box. Uh, and that's one of the, the whole planning team's uh, mantras, think outside the box and, and how we could do this more economically and safely for our customer. Yeah, to Mir's point, Philip, if you want to kind of speak to kind of all the different modes we may use to move something from a manufacturer's door to the actual project site. Yeah, you know, and the majority of the projects that we take on from a transportation standpoint, as, as we've sort of alluded to throughout, is, is they're going to be uh, very high value, very large uh, pieces of cargo. And so um, the multi-mode approach is often the one that's going to be the most economical and, and the one that's necessary in, in order to utilize the infrastructure that the, the country has to offer. So, you know, we, we obviously have the ability to put this cargo on trucks, if that's possible, and very specialized trailers. Uh, we utilize rail quite a bit, special train service. Uh, there's always a, a loading and offloading component to a lot of the projects we work on, so uh, very specialized crane and rigging equipment. Um, and then we've incorporated barge movements into a good portion uh, of the projects that we service. So utilizing a lot of the, the waterway and the infrastructure uh, that's out there in order, in order to, to move a lot of this extremely large cargo that can't can't physically travel over the road uh, due to, to infrastructure challenges. So what are, I guess, talk to us a little bit about, you know, different service areas that you offer. I know that Logisticus Group offers a vast majority that I, that I probably feel like a lot of other companies do not. Um, you know, I think they're in a lot of different industries. And so talk to us a little bit about that. Brian's probably going to be the best one that he, he talks to our customers and is constantly discussing our services on the daily. 
Sure. Yeah, Nisha, I'll take that one. Um, and and this is kind of ever changing. You know, one thing that we try to do is is really listen to our customers' needs. And as uh, you know, trends change, and there's maybe new service areas. You know, we're we're happy to look at look. You know, adding services. Um, but at, at current, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about turnkey transportation, uh, and that's that's a number of things, but. Um, essentially any any sort of transportation the modes that uh, that Philip mentioned you know be it rail barge truck um, and we also have a, a technology division so we have a, a transportation management system uh, warehouse management system and, and a, a specialized GPS and asset tracking um, as well and then we we have a staffing element where we put you know essentially owner's reps, what we call field operatives, um, out in the field at, at the different touch points that are essentially looking after, um, you know, the care and custody and quality, you know, of what we like, what we call cargo, your components, the, the materials that are being moved. Um, we have a civil engineering side of the business, um, and we have a uh, warehousing and, and laydown uh, yard operation. Uh, and then w- within that and within projects, we do crane rigging ops as well. So, Brian, are there particular, I guess, industries that you focus on, or are you kind of all over the board? You know, we'll work. I'd say we'd almost work with with anyone, but for the most part, you know, we focus our our energy uh, in energy. Uh, we we work with um, a lot of renewable developers, renewable OEMs, um, as well as utilities and, and others that support um, the traditional energy sector. Um, we we certainly. Uh, as a result of those relationships, you know, have worked with with others, um, you know, in, in space and oil and gas and some other markets. Uh, but those are probably our bread and butter uh, is energy. Okay, great. So you know, all of you obviously were um, on the in-house side um, prior to starting your own company. What I guess talk to me a little bit about more about where that desire for the company to start uh, began you know is it, is it is there a sense of entrepreneurship in all of you to to say you know what i just want to go out on my own i just want to try it obviously it's a risk you know you guys have people to support you know how, how what made you guys want to just make that plunge you know we, we were really fortunate in our previous role to to really get to talk and meet some of the owners and and leaders within Almost of all the large trucking companies, railroads, um, vessel lines, you know, in North America and globally. And just through talking to them, it's, it was inspiring. Um, we also, through the work that we did at, our, at GE, we also were able to learn, you know, who the major players were in the market that, <clears throat> that, that needed these services. And when talking to them, we saw that there was still a gap on, you know, sometimes on the technology, sometimes on the white glove service. Yeah, I'd agree. And I, I think we obviously all have an entrepreneurial spirit for sure. And, you know, part of it, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how the other guys feel, but I know part of it for me was also a matter of how you want to spend your time, right? So um, you can spend your time working for somebody else, which is great because you have an opportunity to gain a lot of experience uh, doing that. But uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, I want the I want the opportunity to take part of the day off and, and do what I want and, and fit it into my schedule. So I think that definitely has has something to do with it as well. 
Yeah, I think too the the entrepreneurial spirit is is definitely there within all of us, and then and it it's even stronger when you when you put us all together. I think the desire to to do well, you know, and and to innovate and to take new ideas and put them into motion, really were were part of the the very beginning embers that that turned into the flame that that we're working with now. It's you know in in past life we were a bit limited in how quickly we could bring an idea to fruition um, and and put the horsepower behind it it was needed in order to, to truly enact change. And so now in, in starting Logisticus, that's that's on the forefront of what we do every day is, is sit around the round table, chat out a new idea, uh, and then put a team behind it and figure out a way to, to get it to market and, and get it in, in motion quickly. Um, and that's, that's what's been the most exciting on, on my side of things for sure. Okay, so, you know, you guys started Logisticus, you know, eight years ago. It'll be nine years in November of this year. Um, obviously, we all know that growing the company, being successful is something you wanted to accomplish. But was there something that each of you wanted to accomplish separately with the company, uniquely to yourself? You know, whether that's saying, I started a company and I was successful. Yes, I learned a lot of things along the way, but, you know, is there something, is there one thing that each of you wanted to accomplish when you started Logisticus? Uh, I think we, I can speak for myself, uh, you know, when I started, started a company that was a game changer, that, that we were pushing the norms in the industry, and that after we get retire, we move on, that we, we've built a company that content, continues to stand uh, the test of time. Yeah, I think um, I definitely, definitely agree with that. And just the fact that can you do it, you know, and having other people to rely on obviously makes that a lot heavy, uh, easier anyway, but just being able to take the chance and just, just trying to make it happen, I think was a big part too. Philip yeah, Berman here. Yeah, I think I, I you know, there's a, a number of different desires and, and, and hopes when you when you be first start out and then, you know, you look at it eight years later, but, you know, really really having that desire to, to do a great job, you know, and to be respected in the industry by peers and, and by your, your client base that these guys are good. You know, this team that they've built is good at what they do and they, they do what they say they're going to do and they do it well and they they're not traditional thinkers. They, they think outside the box and, and, and really bring something new, innovative, and, and creative to the table and, and have been successful at it. I think that's, that's extremely fulfilling. Yeah, I think there's a certain amount of competitiveness to it, right, on the one hand. Like, we just, you, know, you want to be the best at something and, and try to achieve that. Yeah, to echo that, you know, when you're working for a large operation, you're almost on a leash most of the time, right? You only can do so much. Um, but to Phil's point, you know, that, that, that customer feedback is, is what's very rewarding. And I think that all of us can agree that every project we've worked on is, has gone that, which is amazing to see eight years later. So I think that's, that's been my drive, at least from, from my point of view. Okay. And, and, you know, I think, Philip, you were the one who kind of talked about this white glove service. Um, you know, is that something that maybe you or Brian can can expand upon? Is that something that is, I, I guess, known across the industry, or is that something unique to Logisticus Group? I, I think that, that it's a bit unique. Um, you know, again, we, we aren't 
a extremely large corporation that moves hundreds of thousands of shipments across the globe uh, every single year or day. And, and so we, we take the approach to, to handle for our client base some of the more unique and challenging projects. And when we say white glove service, you know, we, we like to ensure that, that we're providing as much transparency into the process. We're, we're providing them a, a great deal of feedback as from every facet of the job, from pre-planning and inception all the way through to, to execution. So there are no surprises. Um, you know, it, it does take a lot, a lot of time and a great deal of energy and effort from a multitude of people within our organization in order to provide that type of service and that type of visibility. Um, but it's the it's the projects that are the most extremely you know difficult to handle that that we're we're generally the most successful at, and so um, we're willing to go that extra mile and provide that that white glove service in order to to continue to be able to service those types of jobs as opposed to having to get into the you know a bit of a rat race and chasing a ton of volume and a ton of freight that uh, that that you end up not being able to service uh, the same way as, as you do with these more unique projects. Yeah, I'll, piggy, I'll piggyback a little bit on that, Nisha. Um, Philip covered it well, but I think a lot of companies, you know, will claim white glove service um, and, and only, you know, a select few, I think, can actually execute upon it. Um, I think for us and something that kind of, I think, drew me over to this group is, um, you know, we take tremendous pride in, in doing a good job. And I think Mahir might have mentioned this earlier. And and not treating it as just a, a revenue stream and treating it as like, you know, it really is a long-term relationship. You know, we want um, to be, you know, we want our customers to be working with us and be partners uh, and friends really if possible um, for, for the long term. Um, so we're not trying to hit home runs and, um, you know, do wrong by people, by customers. You know, we want to, to perform and, and do well and, you know, have them be happy with the service that we provide. And, you know, Philip mentioned it. We, we spend a lot of time making sure that, you know, we design it right on the front end, that we communicate, that we provide data, um, and that they're satisfied, you know, throughout. So, uh, like I said, we take, we take tremendous pride in, in doing a good job and, um, you know, maintain those relationships for the long term. And from what I've seen, that's, you know, that's essentially what we've done. We've, I can't recall us ever losing a customer. That's great. I mean, that, that's a testament to you guys, for sure, especially being so young, I think, in the industry. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about uh, why should companies choose Logisticus to do business? You know, you guys are, as well as you said, you know, you guys are not the seasoned veterans in the industry. You guys are kind of the new boys on the block, even though you've been around for about eight years or so. Um, why should any company choose you guys to do business? Now, we, we may not be <clears throat> the seasoned company and, and only being eight years old, but we've, we've had a ton of experience prior to, and each one of us brings a really unique um, experience to, to Logisticus. And when we speak to customers and they give us their specific projects, uh, project demands, we're, we're going to re really sit down, listen, and try to be creative, try to come up with a very customized solution. You know, no two solutions are the same within you know any two projects and so you know i i think customers really appreciate the fact that we're we're, we're taking our time we're we're not just trying to hear what they got to say give them a price real quick and, and leave it at that we really want to understand what they need and we really want to make sure that what we're responding back with is a is, is mirror to their needs yeah nisha i'll add to that um i think simply you know we'll, we'll challenge the norm for for our customers right 
Um, and then the other piece is, you know, we're honest with them. If, if there's not a good fit uh, for us within their project or, you know, whatever it is that they're looking at, we'll tell them that, you know, maybe you should go down this path instead. And I think that, you know, it's, it's oftentimes hard to maybe turn business away, but you, you gain a tremendous amount of respect from, you know, your customer when you can tell them that, you know, you might have a better fit here. Yeah, and I, I think the, the way that we've structured our company, you know, is such that we, we have a, a lot of tools in the toolbox, right? And so we can approach a problem or a customer's needs from a multitude of angles and, and with a large pool of different types of resources. And so obviously a lot of our, our internal teams that, that, that lend themselves into to truly diving deep into the planning piece of this and ensuring we're selecting the right piece of equipment for the job. Uh, and in addition to that, having a, a very large pool of, of, you know, those types of equipment to choose from in order to marry up the right, the right solution for the right problem. Um, that's, that's kind of how we've designed it so that we're not, we're not trying to square peg a round hole with, with what we have at our disposal. We, we've really grown what those tools are. Yeah, that's great. I, I think the fact that you guys can be open and honest with a potential customer and turn them away, I think is, is huge if it's not the right fit. And I think a lot of companies who are starting out are almost afraid to do that because they want that business coming in the door. So I think that's fabulous. So for, for those people who might be listening, who are thinking about, okay, well, you know, maybe we want, I want to start a business, but I'm scared. I don't know if I'll be able to, you know, bring the revenue in or bring a con consistent paycheck in. What advice would, e would each of you give that person who's thinking about even starting a business, whether it's in a logistics industry or not? I'd say talk to a lot of people, especially people that are in the industry. I'd say do it early. You know, I think when we left, I think some of us were in our late 20s. Um, and then we were, I mean, well, we were in our early 30s. And so I think we all left knowing that we'd know pretty quick whether uh, this was going to work or not. And if it didn't, then we left ourselves enough time to recover. And so kind of took the edge off a little bit, took that fear away. And I'd say thirdly, don't, don't write a plan to the nth detail. Um, sometimes you just got to... Put the put the strategy together, put the idea together, and just run with it, and be ready to change it at a moment's notice. Yeah, I think that's um, the last one is a is a big one too because you know when you're when you're thinking about starting a business, everybody's really asking for all the detail on your business plan. What's your business plan? What's your business plan? And the reality is, is you know you, you don't like Fakash said need to ha <clears throat> excuse me have all the details down. You need to have a really good solution in place for your customers, and it's okay to to be able to figure out some of it as you go. Um, I also think, you know, at least based upon our experience that you don't need to hire only on credentials alone, which I think sometimes is uh, tempting to do, especially when you're starting out. You know, we, we always like to say that one of the biggest factors we look for is, is the give a damn factor in an employee. You know, really having somebody that fits your culture and wants to be a hard worker and contribute. We've had uh, much more success, I would say, going, going that way. Um, and then also, lastly, I'd add to that, you know, you really need to be willing to hire outside help, which is probably kind of counterintuitive, especially when you're, you're starting out. But the reality is, you know, you're starting for a reason, you know, specific to whatever subject matter expertise you have. You're not an accountant. You're not an attorney. So understandably, you may have to do some of that just to get you started. But there's a lot of 
lot of companies out there that'll give you a part-time help at a pretty low cost, and I think you got to be willing to go after that. Yeah, and I think uh, one one real key uh, piece of advice that we we ended up latching on to very early on, and and we we saw it come to fruition very apparently is is you really need to listen. You know, I think we started out with the company very excited and eager to to tell potential clients what it is we can do for them and all of our capabilities and, and tell them all of our ideas. And we realized we were talking 95% of the time and they were talking 5%, right? And so once you sort of take a step back and, and truly listen to a customer's needs, there's a there's a fine balance of showing them what you can do, but to, to potentially spark some interest, but but taking a step back and really listening to, to what it is that they need. And then determining if there's something that you can, you know, craft uh, around their need and, and bring to the table. And I, that plays into my, my comment on the previous episode about being nimble. You know, once you start listening and you hear the problem and, and you take that and try and figure out a way to, to service that problem, uh, and you have the, the very nimble ability to, to change direction and provide a potential service offering that you didn't even think you had the capabilities of providing, um, you end up finding yourself developing service offerings or, or parts of your business around uh, that particular need, and it, and it can be successful. So you really have to be open, open-minded, and, and truly listen. You remember that 30-page uh, slide deck we had? We came up with initially with all those services. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we looked people. at it for about the first two months, and after that, we got tired of making changes to it. <laughs> we just decided to we were, we were going to solve it. everybody's problems. We can do anything. <laughs> Until that first wow, person 30. fell asleep in the meeting, uh, we, we, we figured out we needed to change <laughs> something up. <laughs> wow, 30 slides. That's a lot. That's a lot. It took a while to make, too. <clears throat> From my perspective, I think um, surround yourself with the, the right people, right? If it's employees, advisors, partners, whatever it is, but that positive attitude that we talked about is, is huge, and, and we've seen that um, you know, bring us down and also bring us up. So I think um, that, that would be my advice for sure. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to echo that a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm closest, I'd say, to, to most of the – you know, suppliers that work for our company and, and that do business with us. And just as important our clients are to us, you really need to treat your suppliers with, with that much respect and, and attention as well, because they're, they're going to be the ones who make you successful as well. You know, if, if they're part of your equation and you're, you know, you're subcontracting out services or you have strategic partners in the industry that are helping you out with projects, you need to you need to really treat them with uh, the same amount of respect you do with your clients because they're they're representing your co- your your company as well, right? So that's that's big for me. Yeah, I mean, all of that is great. Again, you guys have you know come a long way in just eight years, starting a, a new company, and I think that's great. Um, you know, the la- kind of the last question I'll leave you with is, you know, where do you see yourselves in the next five years? You know, we're we're in 2021, uh, you know, still in the pandemic. But, you know, come 2025, 2026, where do you where do you guys see your see Logisticus Group? It's it's an exciting place to be right now where 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 our company is. You know, we are uh, primarily focused in the renewable energy space. Um, The renewable energy space is poised to grow tenfold over the next 10 years and and i really think over the next five years given our you know the average age of our our team is in the 30s right and so we have a long runway 
And so next five years should be exciting. I can see ourselves having three, four times uh, growth over that period of time, um, setting us up to just continue to move forward over, over the next decade. Yeah, I would, I would agree. I mean, we've had uh, we've had a significant amount of growth in the in the past few years, but you know, I think we've really tried to use that also as an opportunity to build the foundation uh, for further growth. It, we didn't really treat it as a one-off. You know, hey, this is a great year. Let's um, you know just treat it that way. We've really been trying to build an organization that can grow and support future future growth that we see on the horizon. Yeah, and a lot of that. In order to do that, you know, we're seeing that we we truly do have to empower you know, those, those, those individuals that we've been grooming on our team and teaching from our, you know, from, from our experience and expertise um, to really let them take, uh, you know, some of the reins and begin to, to become decision makers on their own, to lead teams of their own, to really grow into, into the company and, and be an integral part of that. And so that's, that's the exciting phase that we're in now is, is really, you know, having those team members start to grow uh, with the direction of the company. That's a really good point, Philip. I think I think it's contagious. You know, I think um, a lot of our staff, um, our, our extended teams, they, they they feel the excitement, and and you see it in how they interact with us, but you also see it in how ready they are to jump in to to, to face a challenge or try to overcome an adversity. I mean, um, it's it's the people around you too. If I do my math right, we should be on episode 120 of this podcast. So we're looking forward to that. <laughs> all right. Well, th- thank you all for joining me today to kind of talk a little bit about Logistics Group and how you started. It was really exciting to kind of hear each of your perspectives and where, where you think you're going. Um, you can catch new episodes twice a month. So if you're ready to hear the best of the best in industry news, be sure to subscribe to Transported on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to follow Logisticus Group on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And thanks for listening. Thanks.